It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Ken Dorsey was not the only coach hired by the Browns over the weekend. They also hired a new defensive line coach, but they still had Ben Bloom on the staff. So I guess they have two defensive line coaches now. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work. What do you guys make of the hire of, and I'm going to pronounce Jacques his name Césaire. wrong. Jacques Césaire. That's it. Jacques Césaire. What would you make of the hire, Bull? What do I make? It's a defensive line coach. I mean, what am I doing there? I don't know. <laughs> Let me tell you what he's going to be doing. That's exactly he my gonna be, answer. He's going to be going out, getting out there early, putting the bags down. Yeah. Getting out there early, putting the tackling dummies in row. Getting out there, shining Miles Garrett's visor up, so putting the lining the helmets up and putting the stickers on the back when the free agents come in. He ain't about to do. I mean, he played the league for ten years. That's good, I guess. I don't think Ben Bloom did. He's he's one of them dudes that that he's the equivalent of the, of the assistant coaches in basketball in college that get the get the chairs out. Ah, good job, guys. Ah, here's the chair. <laughs> Sit down. Ah, we got thirty seconds. Now good job. Is he giving the water bottle squirts? Yeah, yeah. yeah hold on. You, you want one? But you're the perfect one to ask because you played D-line. So what really does the D-line coach do during the week? Nothing. That's really it. <laughs> Nothing. He tell you like he's the dude on the pursuit drill. If you dog it, you know what, guys, get him up. Up down, tweet. Tweet, tweet. That's all he does. He you're saying your no D-line defensive coach line coach, former player? No, my de- my defensive line coach moved up. He realized when he was at OU, I'm not getting no money off. So let me go to Northwestern. Mm. And then he was a D coordinator. After he left there, he went to the Bears. Uh, it's Eric Washington. I believe he's the assistant head coach uh, with, with the Bills. Oh. Yeah, he's he just got, no, the Eric guy who became your D-line coach. Uh, Eric Washington, D.C., where, where is he at? Shout out to Coach Wash, too. Eric Washington just got the D.C. job uh, with the Bears. Yeah, yeah. shout out to him and his his lovely wife, Amy. I appreciate you. All right, so whoever took over for him, had had that guy played in the league? No, he played for us. His name was Nick Toth. He played for you guys? Yeah, he played for us. Okay, so at least he played... Division one college. He, his claim to fame. Did that had, make a difference to you? He got ran over by Ron Day. He used to play safety. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, he got smashed he by Ron He played safety and he coaches the alignment. Yeah, see, see the, and he was a GA. That happens a lot. And he yeah. was a GA when I was there. Oh, so, that's not. So I was oh, you. what you mean you telling me I was in the wrong gap? I was in the right gap. You didn't know that? Like, get out of here. Like, <laughs> like, no, they don't. Like, no, if you are a tight ends coach, that means you're the tight ends coach and you're, you're the recruiting coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> or you're the tight ends coach or you're the special teams guy. By the way, yeah. I'm now picturing G. Bush on the sideline, like doing analogies to the coaches about why they screwed up. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> oh, I used to do that all the time. <laughs> G, uh, I'll, use, I'll use one of your words to, uh, to describe what I think of this movie. <laughs> It's Minimoski. <laughs> Minimoski. I don't know what I don't know. That's true. I laughed. That's the perfect word. I laughed when I saw it. Now look. <laughs> no disrespect. You guys, you guys are Shut overlooking up. the big picture here. What? So this guy played What's in the, the league for a while, obviously oh, oh. nine yeah. years. Okay. He just helped in Houston. Jonathan Green, uh, Grenard yeah. have the best season of his career. Doubled his sack. Yeah, but G's saying that the coach had nothing I, to do. I, with I refuse that. to. And G, you know way better than me, so I'm not. But there's no way this dude just sets up cones. <laughs> Like, there's no way all position coaches are just visors. setting up Don't minim- like, like he, it. He's, holding, he's holding the cards up for the but scout. But wait a second, G. We talk about the O-line coach as if he's a guy. Right. I was, was just going to say that. Do anything? I was just going to say know. that. Is that all, really fair? Offensive off- off- line is all about technique and leverage. Yeah. Defensive line, you're reacting. Defensive you? line is about athleticism and get off. Yeah. But oh, I, athleticism, I the D, there was a D-lineman on, on uh, I think it was Detroit. Was it Detroit? Yeah, what? I can't the remember which team was. City. Super fat guy. He was just fat. That, that, Michael, Michael Pierce that, on Baltimore. That fat guy might have been him. Yeah. Let me just tell you, in the words of Jay, that fat guy is is faster than ninety percent of the civilians. Oh yeah, I know. But I, I like love that he's fat. <laughs> but isn't he, he's there for a run <laughs> stuff? Yeah, he's, he's there to the stop that run. Yes, 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 yes. I do have to say, when uh, when we were at the Greenbrier, the defensive line was right in front of us, mm-hmm. and Ben Bloom was doing more than just pulling out the tackling. They were working technique, hands, all that drills. Now there's two defensive line coaches, right? Well, Ben Bloom is still being kept on as the He's, run game coordinator. I'm not sure what's going to happen with him. I, you know what's interesting to me so far? We know that half the roster is free agents coming up. It's the, I, I think that all these coaching moves were precipitated by someone other than Kevin Stefanski. 
Um, they better work. Last year, they brought in Jim Swartz. We thought that was a home run. Nobody played him off as Minimoski because we knew yep. that was the guy they needed. I think they're making changes in areas that didn't have red flags up. Well, I, and so they better. We better be markedly better next year. There were so many injuries on the offensive side of the ball. It's it's hard for me to say what worked and what didn't. Right. They were in, they were in well, triage the, mode. I know for worked, most of the year. We can agree on this. I think Njoku had a career year. Yeah. Why are you firing his position coach if he makes a difference? Like the offense was not the problem with this football team. Injuries were. Correct. And patchworking. Well, turnovers. Of, turnovers. Yeah, turnovers part, killed yeah. them too. But injuries, I think, were the, the headline. If you're going to use one word to describe the season, it would have to be injuries. More than any other team yeah. I can remember, yeah. ever. You, you hate making an excuse for injuries for an NFL team because they all have them, but this was to an extreme this was that I don't recall. Yeah. And, and so, to me, on offense, the on job offense. they yeah. did yeah. on offense with all of these injuries that were popping up one after another, sometimes two or three in a week, the fact that they were able to be as successful as they were on offense, to me, I th- would consider their coaching work a success. Absolutely agree. And they're gutting the thing. Can you, now, now, I always ask every year. And I think this gets them in trouble. Can somebody tell me what the identity of the Browns offense is? Well, we it's it's a changing identity because it goes from Chubb in to Chubb out. This quarterback is in. This quarterback is in. It got but, to the point last year, I, I talked about a lot, where I, by necessity, this isn't the identity oh, they yeah, wanted, but yeah. by necessity last year, it became heavy sets, extra linemen, play action, Deep shots on third down. Yeah. That was their identity. And I think screens. What, but that I won't agree. be their identity next that year. That will not be the identity. Here, here's next what year. I what's think. What's the Rams' identity as an offense? I mean, uh, not the Rams. What's the Lions' identity as an offense? Uh, great run game. Great run game. Nice offensive line play action. They got a great pass game, too. They do. But, but they work it off the run game, though. They do. They definitely set up their pass off their run game. God, they ran the ball great yesterday. Still can't believe they lost. I, I, I think it's dictated by the talent you have. It's not like not having a. Uh, not having a, a identity as an offense is because the offense is not good enough. I well, guess. Well, well, I could tell you. There's not enough talent. Look, I could look around the league and I could tell you exactly what the identity of certain teams are. And I think that, that here's what happened. The owner said, "Look, I'm not just telling you. Like, yo, I, I, I got this this sports car. I keep driving it on these country roads. I don't want to drive and see and see, uh, uh, you know, the woods of Ashtabula. I'm not going. Yeah. to – I want to get this thing <laughs> well, on, on the Autobahn, and I want to move. So when you look at it, yes, you're successful. Have you ever done something that you're, you're good at, but you just don't like the feel of it? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a nasty feeling. Well, the good news is that Jim and the son-in-law have a great track record of doing things by the book. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll tell yeah. you what. They're champions. You, you put some name on the Columbus crew. You put some respect on it. He's, he's, he's a world champion, bull. He got that ring right now. He Now he can make those decisions. He Bucks, said, Bucks have already fired another coach. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to put that on him, too? He did. Oh, my God. That is true. <laughs> Bucks have already fired They did coach. get him up out of there. Do you think he has something to do with Jimmy that? Jimmy bought in. They fired two coaches already. Did, did you think two he, head did, coaches. Do you think he really has say so or something like that? Uh, I mean, he's, he's a partner in the ownership. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's not I mean, the majority I think, owner, though, right? Well, it's a split. It's a it's a weird setup it's, that they have in Milwaukee. Boy, those never. <laughs> by you know that. the you know the saying when you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Yeah. McNuggets, when you have two owners, you have none. Yeah. We never. So here's the thing. He told us, you do not mess with Deshaun Watson. And you better leave Giannis alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is a player's guy. Stop playing. Jason, we'll put a bow on this after this. But any impact? Because it seems like G and J don't think. A line coach has any impact, no. in, but do you think it has any impact? You were there watching the defensive line in Greenbrier. Anything that this new guy who played in the league for nine years can can maybe bring and help? <laughs> I, you know the the you great, the know. larger point that you made, Mike, that I hadn't really picked up on was the amount of former players that they're bringing onto the staff. I do think that there's something to that. I, yeah, that's but that's not uncommon. I mean, if you no, look but but, the league, that, but it hasn't been here. Like they haven't had a ton of former players here in coaching roles. They brought DeQuell in in that role of well, advisory type of role yeah last year Andrew but Barrett. prior to that I'm, I'm trying to go through their I mean AVP played in the league but they have Tommy Reese now who obviously played in uh yeah but played uh I mean, he, played barely, played. he barely played Stump, Tommy Reese. but I mean but just Stump but he was played. A, played as a player yeah but I, I mean college player. there's a difference from you know Tyvis played in the league more than him 
That's correct. Yeah, and if you hire Tyvis, I'd say he's a former player too. Sure. But so, look, at some point, I think it's more rare when you hire someone that just that wasn't, that didn't play. That To me, that's an outlier. Here's, here's what it is. I feel like this may be right or wrong. I feel like Jim Schwartz is the linebacker's coach, the secondary coach, the D-line coach, the safeties coach. I agree with that, too. <laughs> if, like, if, what impact is if, a, a D-line coach, a if, second D-line coach? If a defensive lineman get blocked or is in the wrong gap, I don't even think his coach going to say nothing. Jim Schwartz already going to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> like he just pulls up. Maybe that's just my, you know, just you know, my perception. I, I, I don't think it could be a bad. Listen, they, this guy played in the league for ten years. Played a, I think, seven playoff games. Like we said with the running back coach, you never know. There could be a little nugget that he has right. from his experience sure. that could help even Miles Garrett. It, nothing's impossible. So who knows? Yeah, they're paying these guys for a reason. They obviously are doing things other than shining visors. Yeah, right. Um, you know, well, maybe, maybe they have maybe they have schemes that you know that Jim Schwartz has said. You know, I've been watching this guy, and I talked, had a conversation with him, and yeah. his philosophy is really yeah. in line with mine. And I think this is a good fit. We'll see. I don't know, you know, the, for a team that won eleven games with the circumstances that they had to deal with, and made the playoffs, they've made an awful lot of change. I, in the coaching staff. The one thing about this, since they're keeping Bloom, maybe they just wanted to add another coach on defense. Possibly. So, I told you. Possibly. They yeah, get I mean, the yeah. visors right, together. Right. Like, get the visors together. They a little shabby. Visor team. <laughs> Clean it up. All right, Mike, where are we going? I'm just joking. All right, happy oh, Super Bowl season to everyone who celebrates from FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. If you're like us, Super Bowl is all about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite snacks, and placing some super bets. And FanDuel is the place to do that this year. They're going to help you end the season with not just one, but two, but three, but four more wins. And not only can you bet on just the winner of Super Bowl 58, FanDuel also has prop bets, player touchdown bets, how many scores, over-unders, and so much more. And the best part new customers who join today get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins that's a $5 bet if it wins gets new customers $200 in bonus bets so make sure you visit fanduel.com slash UCSS to sign up that is fanduel.com slash UCSS make every moment more with FanDuel an official partner of the NFL McNuggets I'm gonna start sending you my almost tickets I'm mad at these folks. Oh, there are a lot of almost tickets. If these... everyone who had an almost ticket sent it to me, we could do a full show. Yeah. Almost <laughs> we can't have almost tickets. We shall oh. take forever. <laughs> you could. I mean, Thrown up. <laughs> uh, we, we should do an ultimate Super Bowl parlay where next week, every single day, we pick one prop bet and we discuss it amongst our group and we come to firm agreement that this is a lock. And we should pick five. Mm. And we'll it, it should be it should be a, a Bet that we all really think is a great bet. It's not, you know, three to one. There's going to be so many props. If it's not unanimous, it's not. Okay. If it's not unanimous, okay. it doesn't get on our ultimate Super Bowl parlay. Yeah, I like that. And we idea. can build it as the week goes. Start Monday. By the end of it, we'll have five definitive winners that we'll all invest heavily in. And hopefully our viewers will too. And we can uh, make some money together. Yeah, Rose, leave my, hey, I locked my account too. Stop playing around, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> and let me preface there. I no told such you thing I'm sorry about that. Gambling. Listen, come on. Gamble responsibly if you do choose to use it. Uh, Bull, we had a two-part Watson discussion we're going to do today. We're going to save the G tweet for tomorrow because I want to talk about the championship games, and that's that we can do that whenever. Mm -hmm. But a little more timely, on Sean Watson's podcast Friday, he mentioned you by name. We have that clip. Which was cool. Even though he was not – like, he didn't kill – somebody said, how are you okay with that? He was crushing you. He wasn't crushing me. I thought it was cool that he – like, didn't you? I was waiting from the when I first heard. It, I was like, "Oh, he's going to make fun of the nickname, or may, or I'm going to hear a fat joke or something." But no, it was none of that. But go ahead, Mike. The first fifteen being scripted and whatnot. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I think it was uh, <laughs> it was Cleveland. It was yeah, a- Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. Sunny in Cleveland. I ain't know who it was. I should have sent it to you on text, just like I got sent it to. No, no I, I always get it on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to rap by it and see it. But it was like, I think the dude's name was Adam the Bull. Like he came out saying, like, I was complaining about every coach, about the first 15. Look, I never said I was complaining about anybody. You can go to any coach that done coached me, any player that done played with me. Foe ain't going to complain about nothing. I'm going I'm to put it all on front street and put it on the table. If I got something to say, I'm going I'm to speak it. And that go from coaches and all. I just said, me as a player, if you look at my career history, I've always gotten better 
better the course of the games, the course of the seasons. That's just me from college, from high school, regardless. So, like, that's what I was speaking on. I've never been a fan of the first 15. I'm not saying I never sat here and been like, hey, coach, I don't want to do the first 15, just call random plays. No, I'm going to run the 15 and, and as, try to execute as best of my ability. But for you to sit up here and say that I'm complaining when you ain't even spoke to me or even you don't even know the situation behind what I'm saying, then, like, you can't sit here and say I'm complaining. I've never complained once. All right. Uh, before you start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it is tweet. I'm, I'm watching it, right? I w I'm reading the tweet. I'm going down. Yeah. And Boo was like, secondly, it wasn't even me that said that. That was G. Bush. <laughs> I'm like, he done threw me all the way up underneath there. Look at this. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Well, wait a minute. So, in truth, you're the one that saw the. I didn't even know about it. Yeah, it yeah. was so, characterized. First of all, <laughs> I, by the way, it wasn't mischaracterized. I don't think. It, first of all, I really wasn't <laughs> mad. Why would I be mad? I thought it was cool that Deshaun Watson mentioned me. What's his quarterback's coach name again? Quincy Avery. I didn't know who he was, but uh, I'm being funny because he said he didn't know who I was. He, you know who I am, Quincy Avery. You've been taking shots at my friend Aditi for years. You're out of pocket as usual. Oh, he doesn't he like He thinks Aditi. he's hot shit. So, he doesn't anyway. like Aditi? He's been said some nasty things about her on Twitter. Completely out of line. Yeah, he's, it's ridiculous. But anyway, it, wow. what's funny also is that right, either right before that clip or right after that clip, Quincy Avery said something like, yeah, these people don't even know you. They're just haters, blah, blah, blah. Yet he doesn't know me. And he's assuming he knows me, which I think is funny. But and listen, we don't I'm know not a, a lot of the people all. we talk about. Right, and I'm not a hater at all. However, I don't have any problem with, like, Watson. I, I I really thought it was cool that Watson mentioned me in the podcast and got the nickname right and didn't make fun of my nickname. That was good. I was expecting a fat joke. That's always traditional. That would have disappointed me, quite frankly. But it was, I, but it was, I don't, would never would expect I wouldn't that. either. That's yeah. not who not, Deshaun Watson is. No, not is. from him. I'm just saying a lot of times when people – want to take a shot at me, they'll make yeah, a fact no, check. Deshaun is, is not that I, I'm used to that. I don't care. But, I so I did a long response just to, because he set the record straight, I wanted to set the record straight too. Because You should have made a video. Should, I thought it, yeah, I thought it should be accurate. And so I was just recapping that whole point, and G was the... <laughs> I did hear the wheels bump over I, G I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to throw it. <laughs> I didn't mean straight. to throw it. Hey, I turned turn my mentions off like Jason Lloyd. Oh, hell no. Y'all ain't <laughs> I didn't mean to throw him under the off. bus. Turn I didn't look at it as throwing him under the bus because I was just recapping what was said on the show. <laughs> right, I get it. And I that's exactly what happened. And I didn't even say he was complaining to the coaches or that. And if you look at the video, I mean, if we have the video, I was just kind of, you asked me what I thought. I was just like, I don't know. It seems like every team. And what I yeah. said specifically was it sounded like he was complaining about that all the coaches did it, not specifically about Stefanski. I never said he was complaining to the coaches and not running the plays. And I think he cleaned it and up. He did. I, 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 and by I, the way, he did. When you say, I don't like doing that, isn't that complaining about it? No, I don't think it is. No? Complaining about it, would, to yeah. me, would be, I can't do that. I, I, I don't want to do that. He, and he was very clear to make, right. make, make a point of saying, look, if you give me 15, I'm going to do my best. But who, I never said that he best. wouldn't do that. I, that no, was, I know. But, yeah. but look, I think it was, we're parsing words. Right, it's exactly. semantics is yes, what it is. Yes, We would love to get... Deshaun and oh Quincy my God. on the show to clear the record up. Look, when we say things about players, this is the one thing that I wish players had a better understanding of. There is no personal malice involved. But we have to talk about people that we don't know. Of course. We wouldn't be able to. It is our job. And I'm not going to. Listen, you may never have personal malice. Sometimes there is personal malice from members of the media. I'm not going to say I've never had personal malice. We I do shouldn't. our best to keep it out. I shouldn't. It's not common. Sometimes when I say, I hate this guy, I don't really have personal malice with somebody. Right. But I just, that's just how I talk. But I'm not going to lie and say I've never had personal no, malice. and that's fair. But, I'll, but in this I'll be case. Honest, but I have, I have zero personal malice against Deshaun Watson. I don't care if, any, if you don't believe that. It's up to you. But I thought the whole thing was funny. There's certainly no bad blood. I, I, I'm not mad hey, at listen, all. But, hey, it, hey, like, but words, I was mischaracterized. In the words of Calico in and Battle yeah. Rap, chill, smack. Ain't nobody gonna get killed. Listen, come on over here, Deshaun. We, yeah. we, we ain't gonna bite you. Come on over here, no. dog. Right, G, Bush, G. Bush will make sure 
Everything is cool. Everything is copacetic. You Deshaun only, everything. right now, it feels like we'll only talk to people that Watch not, it. There will not be any criticism at all. <laughs> well, here's what's interesting. I think Deshaun is a fascinating. He is. I would love to talk study. to him. Here's the thing I find most fascinating about Deshaun Watson. He's always come across, and I'm and I'm going back to Clemson. When I was at the national championship game, when he he just was this flower of confidence, and it's stunning to me. And he mentioned it in the clip. He is digging through Twitter. He's probably searching well, he his said, name. He said somebody sent it to him. No, Quincy said someone sent it to him, and he goes, no, 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 no. I saw it on Twitter. It oh, just because someone tagged him. Somebody tagged him on Twitter. Okay, I, somebody tagged okay him. that's fine, but here's what blows my mind. Yeah. Deshaun, thin skin and rabbit ears make for a terrible quarterback. I've had this conversation with some of the absolute greats, and I know everybody's different. Tom Brady was motivated by it, served him well. Peyton Manning didn't care, give a rat's ass what anybody said about him. You're good enough. You've reached a certain status level where what others say about you, don't even turn the noise off. You don't need to hear that. You know who you are. You know, you know what you've accomplished. I got a rebuttal for that. You got to tune in tomorrow to hear that, though. A rebuttal for what? You think he should be digging through his mentions? I, I, I got a rebuttal. I just think he's better than that. I, just, we'll get, I think we'll he's better than that. I crushed Baker for that for years. It's I did too. crazy about I him. I did too. So I have to say the same thing about, dude, I'll show you how to do it. Shut your mentions off. Just shut them off. Don't even go there. Just like, shut them what, off. What are, you, like, what are you learning? People can say whatever they want to me. I don't ever see it unless I have to go look for it. I shut them off a year ago or so. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a toxic place, guys. And here's the other thing that I want someone, I want you guys to know. (laughs) Nine out of 10 Americans don't see a single tweet. Oh yeah. Yeah. So here's the mistake. It's an echo chamber. It's an echo chamber. We, it's 1000% an echo chamber and it's toxic and it's divisive. And here's the thing that I learned about probably four years ago when I was at ESPN, really through skip. If, one out of 10 Americans is seeing a tweet on average, one tweet every 30 days. The mistake we make is this. Everyone's crushing him. Yeah, no, right. No, they're not. Right. Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah. Even if it appears like half of Twitter is crushing him, that boils down to 5% of America. Yeah. That's not everybody. Everybody would be 100%. The majority would be 51%. We're nowhere near that. It is a very, very, very finite number of people yeah. that use Twitter on a regular basis. I, it's the same voices, and they are echo chambers. I, I will say this. I wonder, I would love to have a conversation with Deshaun Watson, and I'd love to, to ask him the question, is he disappointed by what he's done on the field for the last two years? Bull, I'm sure he would tell you he hasn't lived up to what he wants to be. Right. I don't know if disappointed. Right, I assume he would be. He is. I'm and which sure is, is why He's it's stunning when people got mad at me last week. I know. I, when, but again, you're right. It was I, a few people. A few people got mad last week. That's why I just don't when I say he's been to it. a disaster so far. Yeah. That's why you got. That's why it, the it was game, based it on was the one a, word. It was a disaster. It was a callback to it was the disaster. A disaster. That's you know, why. Right, that's right. what he was. Asking. I All should right. have said disappointed. Yeah. Let's Not talk right. about the championship games here in a sec. After a quick word from Jace Medical, I know we come to sports to escape from the crazy realities of real life, but mm. let's just take a minute yeah. to talk about preparing for the future. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right now in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. Mm. And guys, that scares me a Mm. lot. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than one of my loved ones getting sick and a supply chain issue keeping them from their life-saving medication. But thankfully, we'll all be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, and so much more that could happen to any of us at any given time. So make sure you visit jacemedical.com, complete your physician encounter, and then it gets reviewed by a board-certified physician, and then your medications get dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today, so visit jacemedical.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your offer. offer. I'm going, I was going to go A, but you, you screwed up at the end, so I got to go A-. minus. That's fair. That is that is. Fair. I just like the mm, from Bull. Mm, yeah. Mm, Wednesday mm. will be uh, the perfect read. I assure you guys. We got two topics after championship games to get to, so we got to keep this relatively quick. And 
not relatively. We got we got 15 minutes, but Mike is so funny. Lamar, we got to talk Cavs. We got to talk Cavs today. Evan Mobley's back, but yeah. Lamar, Mahomes, Dan Campbell, and his fourth down decisions, the comeback. Uh, G. Bush, where do you want to start? Championship weekend, your choice. Um, man, let's get to this. <clears throat> I don't know if this was true. Did y'all see what uh, OBJ's father said? That was, that was not true. That, that, that was not true. true. Fake, fake, okay, fake, good. Fake, Pick fake, something fake. else. Because yeah. I was sitting there like, no, he couldn't have said that. That never happened. OBJ no, no, no. did not play in this game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I, I know what you were thinking. See, this is what happened when you saw Humor failed. First. All right, listen, let's go to Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Let's get to Lamar Jackson. Um, wow, I hated their game plan. I just hate it. They looked undisciplined to me. They just oh, for they the were. first time. Like Baltimore is not an undisciplined first of all, team. They've been a running team the entire I, season, and they were throwing the ball like crazy. And it was I didn't raining. understand what I, they would do. I was confused. And, and Tony Romo, for once, I thought was on. He said, "Lamar, oh, no, no, Tony Romo's hideous." Well, well he he said he is the worst analyst. In Lamar, TV. you gotta y'all, you better use your legs. You better run. I'm like Gus Edwards didn't have it. He wasn't getting the ball. They was pulling the ball down, throwing it everywhere. And then, like you said, to your point about discipline. Zay Flowers. Stupid penalty. What are you oh doing? My God. Stupid like, penalty. And then you and had, the fumble going. You the had the zone. worst game ever. And people trying to, you know, talk you down. You're a rookie. You better shut up and understand you're lucky to be He'll there. He'll learn from yesterday. My goodness. He, that, will, he will learn from that. That strip at the goal line hurt hey, his heart. That that, remember, he was and crying I, tears I, at the end I, of the game. I think I've mentioned this before that maybe the dumbest thing, and I've said plenty of dumb things on radio and TV, maybe the dumbest thing I ever said in Ed Reed's rookie year. When he, when he was showboating and fumbled before going in the end zone, yeah. I said they should cut him. I didn't know he was going to be a great player. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the dumbest things I've ever said. That hurts. <laughs> and so I learned my lesson. I didn't say that about Zay Jones this time around. But that was all-time dumb. Flowers. I could not believe how many idiots there were out there saying he shouldn't have been called for taunting. I don't want a, no. that was over the that, top. First of all, they didn't even mention it on the broadcast. He shoved he, him. No, they did. No, they, they actually yeah. did. When they brought oh, they in did? the official, they said there was three parts to the penalty. Yeah, the shove. That should have been yeah. fifteen. Standing over. That's fifteen. And then I mean, the it was, was thirty-five yards. Real quick on the fumble. Triple taunt. Yeah. On the fumble at the goal line, though, that was an unbelievable play defense. Oh no, oh, it was, I don't put that on him. I don't either. That was an aggressive play trying to get in the end zone. It's going to be on his gravestone. Oh, for sure. But that was that was an aggressive. Great play, oh. and he was just trying to make a play. Yes, what are you that do? I don't put on him. But that was one hundred percent on. And by the way, player. what a brilliant call on on the second when they when they had the uh, first and five, right? And they jumped offside. Oh, terrific call. Here's to what reset they did wrong, it. though. But then the guy blew him up. Yeah, was it Patrick Queen? Because yes. Queen, I thought had no, three it was four. Roquan Smith. Oh, Roquan. that was Roquan. Well, I thought it was. I, I thought, thought it was Queen. Queen too. It may have been Smith, no, but Smith. I, I, either way, what are you drawing a fifteen for? Just go over the line and hit him. By the way, I think that was frustrating. And they, the refs missed a roughing the quarterback on Mahomes that. And they don't ever miss roughing They don't. The, <laughs> but the player used his helmet and grated it across his yeah. face mask. And did you see they the, missed it. Do you see the Undertaker clothesline? No, oh, my no. God. Oh, God. That was like 1970. I know it was. It was the I longest thought his yard. head was going to fall. It's like the longest yard. Jadavian Clowney goes yeah. in and headbutts McHolmes, and he's looking Dude, around. I'm like, what I are think, you doing? Did you see the incident before the game where Kelsey basically yes. told Justin Tucker to get lost? He, yeah. No, it was. Yeah, did yeah, you yeah. see the video with Mahomes? I never saw the video. Kept, of it. Oh my God, it's hilarious! He kept taking his holder stand yeah. and throwing it, well, and, I, and Tucker his, got Kelsey right up in his, his face and said something. And Tucker put it back down and walked yeah. back to turn, and he grabbed it again and threw it again. That seems so unlike Mahomes. It was awesome. Well, though. Tucker I was on it. the wrong side of the field. That was the Chiefs side. Oh, see, I didn't see. I well, kickers though, but kickers will go to both ends. Yeah, but and what, that's kind of a. But you do it from the thirty-five yard line. They were like at the goal line. What did you do with a tee on the goal line? I have no well, idea. No what circumstance he was doing. you'd ever need a tee. I think on the goal he was line. instigating something. Exactly. Mahomes said no. And then obviously Kelsey was feeling himself early in the game, deservedly so. And the Ravens completely imploded from a composure standpoint. I thought the rest of the too. game, Kelsey and Mahomes messed with them mentally, hey, Tra- and Kelsey was Travis Kelsey, unbelievable. Travis Kelsey showed you best. I talk about his girl. He, they do whatever they want. Kelsey yeah. came by and was like, "Oh, I'm still Kelsey," and it was like funny because. They didn't really have nothing else, all, like in the passing game. Well, Rice, Rice, no, Rice Rashid, had a good game too. Had, Rice had a game, yeah. but they they started. That was it. Those they two. started to party off with Kelsey. 
They, they, they said yeah, first drive. That first drive. You're well, like, they didn't okay, do much offensively after look those first two drives. Look, look, look at yeah. that right there, man. That was mostly the first two drives. They didn't really move the ball much. Second after half, that. they had I think one, one or two first downs. Yeah. But what was funny is MVS has been a disaster all season, but he made that catch. That catch, that one catch by Kelsey when he went diving on like on that on third fourth down, stretched yeah. out. That was crazy for them to go into Buffalo and play the way they did, and then go into Baltimore and play the way they did. They're gonna be they. Uh, gonna be by the way, can, can I tell you yeah. that I think you guys will appreciate this as lifelong Northeast Ohioans. Um, this weekend. Over the last couple of weeks, I've taken another step in my journey to be, become more of a Midwesterner, more of a Northeast Ohio Ohioer. You got to get baptized. In the, you got to get baptized in the, in the water. Yeah, I, I need to do that. <laughs> Lake Erie. Lake Erie. Yes. In January. Yes. So we can, Although I think Sherwin Williams destroyed the water, didn't they? This last week, <laughs> there was. You know, a yeah, yeah. There they, goes another spot in the water. Thanks, Sherwin Williams. Yes. Um, but uh, the, the, what happened is like when. When they first started showing Taylor Swift on TV, I remember saying, like, I'm not a big fan of Taylor Swift. And I was being, I was kind of like a D about it. And as the weeks have gone by, and I've seen the vitriol and hatred for Taylor Swift, it's so I'm pointless. like, what is wrong with She's people? She's not doing anything. She's it's the cameras. Anything. The networks are the ones that obsessively put her on but, TV. But even if they do, so what? Like, why do you care? I know, I mean, but the fans seem to, which I think is trivial I and just petty. don't get it. And she's I, showing up. She's in the back of the suite. She's not yeah, even she's trying to hide. She's, she's trying to hide. Friends and family she's seat. not even dressed like a, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, she's right. got on she's a not, sweater and jeans. Yeah, like, I know. She's just on. Why do people hate her? It's ridiculous. I mean, everybody loves her. And I've totally come around on Taylor Swift. She's not my cup of tea musically, but I get she's an amazing entertainer. And I, I got nothing but love for her. And I was thinking about my interview with Joe Flacco last week. And Joe, we were talking um, about being from the Northeast because obviously he's from New Jersey. And he was talking about how his town, because he grew up in a smaller town in New Jersey. But he was like, yeah, my town's a lot like people from Cleveland, except they're, except people from Cleveland are a little nicer. And, and it made me think, like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very in-your-face, and it's very different, when I, especially when I first moved here, being on the air, I was very aggressive, and I'm still that way, and some people don't like that. But I think I've become, in some ways, more uh, Midwestern. You've and, softened, and boy. I've softened a, a little bit, a little bit, uh, around the edges, in terms of, like, I, this Taylor Swift thing a couple of years ago, I would have been pissed. I would have been like, what the hell? Stop putting her on TV. And now I'm like, who cares? It's yeah. cute. What's You're also wrong mellow with, with age, too. Like the things that used to ruffle your feathers in your 30s, Maybe. suddenly in the 40s, roll off your I don't, back. I'll be screaming. I'll be screaming and yelling about something by tomorrow. I mean, I'm kind of screaming no, and yelling now. Listen, but. that's who you are. But but I, I agree with you. Like yeah. Taylor Swift is, like, what's the big my daughter's deal? her age. My daughter has idolized her since yeah. she was a, a middle schooler. And I can just tell you, as the father of a Swifty, if I if I had to pick a role model for my daughter, I couldn't pick anyone better. She's hardworking. She's talented. She's philanthropic. She cares deeply about the world we live in. Yeah, that's what I want my daughter to be like, and yeah. she is. And I, I I don't like this hate and vitriol. There will be an over underline set on how many times NBC shows her in the Super right. Bowl. Like let the girl be the spouse or the girlfriend of a player and enjoy the game, and. I think she's dislike. How did Eminem slide under the radar? Why weren't we seeing incessant shots of Eminem right. through their playoffs? Well, it's run? a man-woman thing. I mean, that's part I of guess. it. I guess. Yeah. I mean, Eminem's yeah. a huge star, like she is. I think part of it is that people, like, there's some people that are uptight because she hasn't been a Chiefs fan her whole life, but Eminem, and that's okay. Eminem's been a tight. But, like, who cares? Why does that yeah. bother us? It has not hit our, it has not hit our community yet. Mm. I think the black community cares not about how about Taylor guys. Swift. And yeah, Eminem. we just like yeah. Good, you guys have it right. We we like listen. Yeah, we we, we just yeah, we just trying to. So Jay, what do you think about Dan Campbell going forward on fourth? Yeah, down? that's that's the elephant well, in the room that we I, have to talk about. So, what I didn't understand. Listen, in the end, push comes to shove. Even me, who's crazy going for it, guy, and I love Dan Campbell. I I thought he was a total idiot meathead when they first hired him, and he is a meathead. But he's also a daring meathead, and I kind of like that combo because I think I'm a I'm a smart, daring meathead, and I think he is too. But the second one, I probably would have kicked the field goal. It's 27-24. Your, your, your team has been spiraling. I, I don't know that it's I, – I, I think part of it is he doesn't trust his kicker. And I think that – and that second kick would have been close to 50 yards. And maybe he doesn't try. I think it would have been 48 yards. It was 48 yards. yards. 
And uh, Badgley's career numbers from 48-plus, he's got a 50-50 shot. Yeah, and which he's, is, which he's is only attempted one. Less than your percentages of making it on fourth down on, from where they were. Yeah. What was it? And I don't remember. I fourth think it was a fourth and, fourth and three. Fourth and three or four. It was fourth and three. It looked like a, a long three to me. I mean, what are their percent? What is the Lions? I, 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 See, Bull, here's the reason I don't like those stats. Yeah. Everybody, the, the league used to go off league average, which I yeah. always thought that was dumb. Yeah. Why are, you, why are you letting 31 other teams' success in a particular play yeah. drive the decision for what you should do? Right. I never liked that. Do you want now, all the numbers teams, real quick? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Do you want all the numbers real quick? The yeah. Lions were 15 of 20 at converting fourth and three or fewer during the regular season. So, two of two of the postseason. Badgley so is their percentage. Of, that percentage was higher than his kick percentage. Badgley is 9 of 20, 45% in his career from 48 yards. Worst among high-volume kickers in NFL history. In fairness, in fairness, that's career on Badgley and not career, you know, not Dan Campbell's also, career for Also, the Lions. here's the problem. When you uh, – when you extrapolate numbers from a large sample size, the reason I don't like that is because they played against 12 or 13 other teams to build that number. Your, and, and, and also, and I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, because you coach differently in the playoffs. You just do. I, now... I think you've got to stay true to who you are. Bingo. That's no, why I didn't have a problem. Yeah. That's and, why I didn't and, have and a problem. And the guys that I were talking to in real time about this were saying the same thing I was. Yeah. This isn't a regular season game. The stakes are 55 years plus for this franchise. You're not gambling one play on one game. You're gambling one play on one season and 55 years I, of futility. I, I get it, but... You've got to factor that in. Yeah, I, I, don't I think, agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. Um, but I don't think you factor that in I, while you're coaching here, on the here, field. When you're up, that, I, when you're up you 24 You can't think about 10. 55 years of losing when you're coaching. Listen, you can't think he's about not. That. He's not, but the fan base is. But Ask you can't worry this. about that, Jay. What would, be, what would we be saying if the... If it was flipped and it was Kevin Stefanski... We're never going to talk the other side into it. I think... I was trying to think of myself... I probably would have kicked the field goal, but ultimately, I under, the first one was absurd that anybody complained. At 24 I don't think it was absurd. At fourth and two, the way he's coached all year, the, the fa- in that situation, they were dominating. The Niners weren't moving the ball at all. There was every reason to believe that if he got the first, that if he right. didn't get the first down, they'd be able to stop the, him anyway because they had all the, right. the reason. So I understand that one. I think it's ridiculous. But Paul, in, in reality, the first one, yeah. after they didn't get it, and yeah. this is the thing that there's no stat for this. This is gut. When they stopped so he went them, with gut, and now we have a problem with it. No, no, no. I, no, I, I don't play, Every time it goes wrong, you can't blame analytics. Listen, That's a boogeyman. That's I don't, fair. I don't, I don't like yeah. analytics. You know that. I, yeah. they're very, very important in some areas. However, in every area, in the flow of a game, analytics. Yeah. What does analytics tell you that when you're up twenty four ten? And you're on the road, and it's the NFC Championship that we, you're going to do it this percentage of time. We we missing a point. It's all different. We and the a, game flipped we on that miss. No, no, that the, miss though flipped the game. The, the, you don't know that. We, we are, I do know that. I watched you, it. You miss you missing a point when he lines up and he decides whether or not as a coach to go for it or not. In his mind, he's saying, "Look, my team is not as good as the 49ers, right? Yes. And the longer you play a team that is better than you." You have more of an opportunity to lose. I don't want to go to overtime. Obviously, the, 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 the momentum is switched. You're talking about the second yes. attempt now. So, yes. obviously, the momentum is switched. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give my team an opportunity yeah. to put the ball in their hands. I'm not going I, to – I got I got St. Brown. I got the guys that have been running the ball well. I got golf. I'm going to give them an opportunity to earn the right to win That's this right. game and not put it in the I, field. I don't, I don't got no problem I don't believe it. they lost the game because of Campbell. I know it's going to be a minority opinion. I think they lost the game because they choked as a team. The, I don't think – I don't buy that they could – I don't buy that the momentum of the game was fully turned because of that not going forward. I think the fumble was what, screwed, what killed them. Because if is, he not fumbled, they were still up a touchdown. Who knows what would have happened? That fumble gave him a touchdown. I get that, but look touchdown. at what happened after let me, let the miss. Finish. It's not really debatable that the momentum. Is, comes, they, you can't prove cause and effect. No, but this much you can prove. Yeah. After they missed that fourth down, yes. the game was all San Francisco. That's not debatable. Agreed. But, okay. you, can, but you, can't, you can't prove that that one thing, that well, it might not have happened of anyway. Of course you can't, Bull, but yeah. – 
being an observer of athletics for as yes. long as we have, right. we've seen situations where a game appeared to be in the bank, right. and there was one play, and all of a sudden it was like, that was the one that you started okay. the snowball down the mountain, and then it became an avalanche. But the, uh, his, his argument would be, I got a better chance of getting the first down than I do of making this field goal, and there's, there's facts that back that up. Well, the there's first no, one, no. The first one was an 18, they were, they were at the 18-yard line, I think. No, the first one would have been a four, but the first one they were up four. four 40 yarder? The first, I, I, I think the only, to me, the, the, the only debate is on the second the, one. The, I, the, the first one, what, what, where were they at? It would have been a 18 yard line. I think it would have been a 45 yarder. And, no. what, and what was the score? Was that what would that first one have been, Mike? Uh, I'm looking it up right now. I think Hold it on. would have been a 45 yarder. Yeah, I thought they were closer. Now, maybe my memory's off. I thought it was I a am, 28. I'm wrong. Jason, you gamble, right? You gamble a little bit. A little bit, not a lot. My thought process is I don't really dibble and dabble in gambling too much, but here's the thing I'm going to do. I don't either. I'm not. I'm not going to gamble $5. Why would I gamble $5 when I can gamble 200 and try to get the big pot? If I'm not you to me, you can't gamble with little Minimoski stuff. Gambling really pays dividends when you go for it all. And if I'm in this football game and I'm looking around yeah. and I'm already beating you, you know that you're on the road, things are against you. Yeah. You got you up to, you up the lead. That's why you take the points. Your goal is to put them away. But you keep you always say take the points as yeah. if the field goal is a short thing. It's far from it. Here's I like thing. my chances on field goals. I it just was a do. 45 yard of the first uh, one. Most of these a kickers, 45 and a 48 most, yarder for a kicker who's only made one kick this this season that he's, distance. He's only made one that distance because he hasn't tried them. He because doesn't they get don't a trust him. Or I mean, this is his second kicker. Yeah, he trusted him more than the kicker that he cut. You know, one thing that's interesting to me is one of the biggest criticisms, I'm going to take this back to Ohio State and Ryan Day. One of the big criticisms of Ryan Day is that he gets conservative against Michigan and he shrinks in the moment. Yeah. Dan Campbell did not do that. No. Oh, he no stayed way. true to who he was. Yep. And that's how they I got there. And now he gets to, and, and, he gets to and live with that. And it didn't work. But you know what? Right. That's okay. Because he stayed true to who he was. He didn't now, shrink in the moment. He didn't change up and get scared at the last minute. Let he me said, ask you. And this I, is why I bet here. every player on that team is happy he went and for I, it. And I guarantee. That's my I guess. Guarantee. Probably not everyone, but, but most. I, I will tell you this. <laughs> yeah. The fans that I know that are Lions fans. They're fans. Are all. I know, but let's just say this. I'm going to ask G. Bush. Yeah. He's the biggest Browns fan of us. Yes. The It wasn't the Lions. It was the Browns. They're on the road in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. They're up 24-10. Mm-hmm. We have, like the Lions, never been to a Super Bowl. Okay. With a kicker you don't trust. You have kicker you don't trust. Okay. Even though, I mean, I don't know okay. what he was for the season. <clears throat> he I was, don't know. He was six for six. Okay. They obviously didn't trust okay. him. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Six for six. What's you got the rest, a kicker rest of the question? You have an opportunity at that stage in the game to make it not a two-score game, but a three-score game. To me, that was the significance. Okay. That was big for me. If it's seven and ten or four and seven, I'm okay. This was on the road, and the, by the way, the book used to be on the road. You take the points. The book now is like it's it's the being book run was stupid. It's stupid now. Yeah. So basically, that was Kevin Stefanski. He goes for it, gets stuffed. Okay. The momentum of the game, whether it was because of that or not, completely switches. Now it's twenty four twenty four. Now it's 27-24, couple of minutes to go. You have a chance to kick a field goal and tie it. They don't, and we miss out on our first ever Super Bowl. So, How are you <clears> feeling? So here's the thing. If you get, I'll just take this season for the Browns. Browns had all these guys in multiple quarter. Joe Flacco's is where Yeah, that's is, right? not a fair. That's not what I mean. I'm just the Lions this year were team. expected to be there all year. Okay, well, I'm just gonna go only go by who we had. It's next year. And, okay, and we're twelve so, and five, so, and we won the division. Okay, so you're in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that you put people away. You, put, you, I'm not leaving it a chance. You're up 24 to 10, and I know a lot of people say, "Oh, you take the field goal, take this." Look, <clears throat> you go up at that time, 31-10, <clears throat> it's over. Yeah, I want the guys on the field. I would tell them before the game, guys, we're gonna go in this game aggressive. I'm yeah. letting you. I'm letting. I, hey, hey, everyone. He did you, it all year. Every one of you, come on in here. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm looking at you in the face as a man. If it comes down to fourth and two. I'm going to give you the opportunity. That's right. Now, by the way, leave to his players. there were some instances where he did kick and he did punt when the announcers were even saying he's going to go for it here. And then he the called only the time out. he kicked was at the end, end of the half. half. Yeah, but the, I'm talking about a punt when they were they thought they were going to go for it. And they're like, certainly and he's and not going to go for they, it. But he brought his offense back out there and then he called a timeout I, and he decided I to punt. I actually thought he should have gone for it at the end of the half. 
I actually thought he should have. Not kick, me. I wouldn't kick, have had a problem with that. Not me. But part of the reason. But you, I never believed the Lions were going to win that game. Part of the reason you go for it all the time is you think, well, even if we fail, I believe in my defense to stop it. Yeah. That wasn't the scenario at the end of half, which right. is, I think, why he kicked it. Ultimately, I thought the, the my biggest beef with Dan Campbell, you cannot run on third down at the end of the game. Because not a, not a the, play the call. timeout situation. Not you had to have all three of your timeouts. I was right. stunned by that too. Right. Yeah, that, to me, you that can't was do that. his most egregious that, miss I don't agree with that was too. that one. Yes. When, the second he did it, it I said, it this game's over. Well, because now you had to get an onside kick, which yes. we know is very rare. Where in the other way, you were going to get the ball back with two minutes to go. No, not two minutes. Oh, wait. No, no. I'm about, thinking of the first time. The first time they would have. Yeah. You would have had a chance because they still had a timeout. They used their last time out, and when you're doing the math on the clock, you're like, game's over. He would have had 40 seconds, and what would have been funny is, because they needed a field goal in time, is if he would have tried a field goal. Well, you have to at that point. Well, you yeah, think. I guess so. so. here's what I would have done. <laughs> yeah. And it, it wouldn't have been popular, and I get it. You need two scores. Kick the field goal. You need time. Kick, kick the damn field goal on first down. Save time. Save the timeout. Kick the field goal. Now you can kick off. Yeah. Go three and out, and now put it in right. your quarterback's I, hands. And if you want to be crazy nuts, go for two. I, I think he might have done that, but once they got inside the five for that first down, I, I think he yeah. kind of felt like we're so close. I agree. To you, the in. beauty of what you're saying is, at least if you get the ball back, you're gonna have a shot at the end zone. At yeah. worst case scenario, right, right, right. You're gonna have one hail mary shot yeah. at the end zone, and yes. and then let's see what it happens. was. Hey, by the way, both games are great and a lot of fun. They I'm were. glad they were because I was yeah, worried that, was that the second game looked like they were gonna get boat raced, San yeah. Francisco. Now, Mikey, and Mikey and I knew that was not happening. And I'll say this uh, because we <laughs> okay. haven't talked about it yet. You know, we talk about you know running games can't get you to the Super Bowl. Um, I think that the Chiefs are more run reliant now than they have been in this run. Yeah, but Pacheco didn't have a particularly good game. No, he didn't, game. but they're more run reliant. And I think that even though McCaffrey didn't go nuts, I just think the run game that they have is enough to make the difference to get yeah, them well, into the Super Yeah, well, McCaffrey's the first great back in the Super Bowl in a long time. Well, great is a relative term. I mean, there have been good backs that have played in the Super Bowl, and there have been backs that have played in the Super Bowl that had a big part of getting them there. You know sure, who, but they have. There has not been an elite back. You, you, you in, don't. In you know when you break not, it all down, to me, it's still two of the top five quarterbacks have, in the league you know that who, are there. You know who has not played in the Super Bowl? I don't agree that Brady's top Mobley. five. But go ahead. And speaking of backs, and speaking of Evan Mobley, he was yesterday. It is Happy five. Super Bowl season. Everyone who celebrates from FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. If you're like us, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite snacks, and placing some super bets and using FanDuel to do that because they have so many different ways to help you end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on the winner of Super Bowl 58 with FanDuel, but you can also bet on which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so many more props. Today, new customers get $200 in bonus bets just by winning a simple $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets if you win your first $5 bet. So make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sponsor of the NFL. Evan Mobley makes his much-anticipated return to the Cleveland Cavaliers lineup tonight. They're taking on the Los Angeles Clippers at 7 o'clock. I'll be there. Jason, you'll be there. Mike, you- i got to interrupt you because you just said much-anticipated. Chris Fedor said the same thing in his column yesterday, much anticipated. We literally have seven minutes to talk Cavs. Jason, what, what, what's that? That's what I'm talking <laughs> about, Mike. We're, we're, we're taking the we have valuable I'm getting right here. to it. Let me go. Much, I, my question is, is it much anticipated? I, the Cavs are much anticipated. But are the yes. fans? Because I feel like fans are being very short-sighted, and I feel like a lot of fans are not excited about Evan Mobley coming back. Uh, I, I don't know. I think uh, they be. just beat the Bucks. They're excited. The Cavs, I know, are much anticipated to see this kid back on the floor. He's a big part of what they do. Ultimately, for the Cavs to reach their ceiling, whatever it may be, even though they've been playing well, they can't reach it without Evan Mobley, right? Well, of course. Yeah, you have to. Now, the trick's going to be, like, here starts tonight begins the integration process, the reintegration process, right? And he's on a minutes restriction tonight. What is it, 20-ish minutes tonight? Yeah, JB said 20-ish minutes. Okay, so... Well, we'll wait and see. A lot of times, you in this instance, Bring if a guy's on. missed a lot of time, you could bring him off the bench. Gotcha. But he is a starter on this team. Like, yeah. even if he comes off the bench tonight, which I don't know if he will or not. It doesn't matter. He is a should starter. He? Yeah. Well, should he come off the bench? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it matters. If if you're only getting 20 minutes out of a guy, you're trying to be strategic with those sure. 20 minutes. It's, it's really that more than anything. 
Uh, and, you know, it depends. Sometimes when guys are loose, you want them to start because they got a good burn in and you want to keep that sweat going. So you want to, after a pregame workout, you want to get them out there quick and get them that first run. Right. So I, might, I would imagine he starts, but it's not out of the realm of possibility he comes off the bench first game back. I don't think it really matters. It will be interesting to see matter. once that minutes restriction is lifted, how they juggle he and, and I Jerry. agree. Are they going to, like, I'll be curious to see, do they try to play Allen and Mobley together less? And when Mobley's out on the floor without Allen, can he do some of the things that Allen was doing? Those are the fascinating questions to me. I think he can do some of the things Allen was doing, yes. Now, is he going to grab 20 rebounds, 18, 20 rebounds? I don't know. But, you know, I think Mobley does different things defensively better than what Jared does. So, the, the Cavs at their best right now, Evan, Evan Mobley's one of their best players. He has to be on the floor. They just have to figure this out. You have to figure out the Mobley and Allen thing. It doesn't mean you play them both for 30 minutes together, but there's going to be stretches where it's a starter games, particularly they're both starters. They're going to start we throw out tonight. Tonight doesn't matter in terms of this, but once he's back and the minutes are, are up him and him and Jared are both going to be on the floor at the start of the game. Are they both going to be on the floor at the end of the game? Not necessarily. You could close the game with one of them on the bench and one of them on the floor. Well, that's where rotations on are so big. It depends yeah. on the matchup. It depends on matchups, depends on where you're at in the game. If you need a defensive stop, you're going to sure. switch, be strategic offense defense type thing uh but ultimately you know i think it is a fair question can the Cavs win at a high level two non-shooting bigs on the floor together yeah i think the answer to that i don't know seen, i think we've seen the answer to yeah that. i mean i think they can win at a higher clip the way they're winning right now what what do we think about friday's win but there's we also haven't talked about that it was a good win it was, I, it was a good win I'd, I'd put it in a really good win category but there's also and this is what this is the trap that you fall into there's a big difference in a good regular season win and the playoffs. No, I get There's that. A massive. But you difference. know what? There's also a big difference in a good regular season win and a bad regular season loss. Yeah, sure. Right, but the, so but the, the Cavs it has to had a lot something. of good regular season wins last year too. And right. But here's what nothing. I think they've stumbled upon by accident: the four out, one in works. We've seen it well, mostly. A lot we of said, teams run it. Yeah. Of course. Mostly we've seen it worked against a lot of middling teams. But they were winning, and they were right. boat racing teams. They were winning games by thirty points. I, I don't think. I don't think. I want to see substitute Mobley for Allen for half of the game, and let's let's just have the experiment I, with I, them as the control. I don't believe that you can discount regular season wins just for the simple fact of this: they need to practice and learn the way that they're going to play games in the playoffs. Sure. If you, but got, that's not how they're going to play because they're going to have Mobley and Garland. So, so here's the thing: they have to figure out what style of basketball they're going to play. So that now in the playoffs, we, we're not just getting into something. We have a set way we're going to play. We need to get our rotations down. We need to figure out what, what parts and pieces match together in lineups. That, that stuff matters. Like, I mean, you can't just roll the ball out in the playoffs to say we're here. No, you're right. No, and they did that last year. I've said that for a couple of years is you, you have to build good habits during the right. That's what the regular season's for is building good habits. And when you're down who, who what's, what's your go-to what's your staple play right when right. you're coming out of a timeout this is what this is what transfers from regular season to postseason they're on a run you're on the road timeout they're on an 8-0 run you're coming out you have an ATO you need a bucket and you got to get a bucket what are you drawing up what's your go-to play who's the inbounder where is it going on the floor who are you trying to get the ball to yep. that's the type of stuff that you work on now that transfers over and what I like about this four out one in system is You've got shooters on the floor. So it's not like everybody has to look at Darius or look at Donovan and say, what are you going to do here? Because a lot of times that's what the playoffs to me felt like. It's like everybody was looking back waiting for Donovan to score yeah. 60. And that's what drove me crazy about last regular season. Me, me too. It was always Donovan bailing him out. Right. All and year long, all it was was give it to Donovan and that and doesn't get out of work the way. in the playoffs. He is not LeBron. So what I, what he I, is not KD. No. He's not Giannis. And he it's not, not a knock on level. him. There's only a few of those guys. That's but what exactly I want right. to see now that they're working with this system, I want to see Allen pulled out and Mobley dropped in. And let's just see what that looks like. I agree with you. I do think there are some things that Allen can do that Mobley can't and some things that Mobley can do that Allen can't. But guys, I think that Mobley, I think the team can be just as successful with Mobley and four shooters on the floor because it's not like Mobley's a stiff here. I mean, there's teams around the league that would tell me that was their best lineup. Mobley at center, four shooters. Let's see what it, Jared yeah, Allen was let's never go mentioned. It, it, Jared it, Allen wasn't even discussed. Well, but guess that. what? It, if it, Mobley it, can be better than Allen, we're going places. McNuggets, can you, I don't know how this works. Can you do this? Um, 
if you got your team and everybody's coming back, can I say, well, listen, all you guys are going to start, but what I want to do is I want to keep, I want to keep uh, Darius Garland and uh, and Mobley together, and I want to, I'm yeah. going to keep Donovan Mitchell and Allen and Allen together, yeah. and we're yeah. going to stagger. We're going to stagger where you two are going to be on, the, and we're still going to run one four, one 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 or uh, one and four out. We still gonna run that, but it's gonna be different in the J- way that we. JB's we, we gotta that. find a middle ground. You can't just have Donovan and Darius never on the floor together. No, but or Allen and Mobley never on the floor. You're together. right. Not Here's never. the beauty of it: you yeah. can mix and match those pairings. So one game, it can be Donovan and Allen for the most part are are together. Then let's see what it looks like with Darius and Allen. And then let's see what it looks like Donovan and Mobley. I know, but what are you, you going to do with the other guy? You're going to play Donovan thing. Mitchell you know, 15 minutes? You know, no, not at all. Yeah. There's still 24 minutes, and they're gonna. there probably will be times where they're on the floor together. But the reason I love that, and most teams don't have the luxury to do that, we're kind of saying that Mobley and Allen are similar, mm-hmm. and we're saying that Darius and Donovan are similar, and I know there's differences, but they can produce microwave offense when needed. Let's... We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Minute management, yeah. we're fresh in the playoffs, and we've got four different combinations that we can come sure. at you with. Sure, I and- just, I just think ultimately for the Cavs to reach their highest possible success, whatever that is, they've got to find a way for the four of them to play That's together. Exactly. In the postseason, yes. you can't win with these two on and these two off. In the playoffs, if you're going to win at a high level, especially Donovan and Darius, they have to figure it out. They well, have that to didn't be work last year. You know but what it, the Cavs' regular season but record now was? Now they've been through it once. Cavs' regular season record against Boston and, and Milwaukee last year. I bet it was about 500, maybe good. a little below. They, they were 5-3. Really and three. Wow. 5-3 and three against Boston and Milwaukee. And regular Boston, season doesn't Boston, matter. And Boston and Milwaukee are two teams that, I mean, Boston hasn't won a championship, but they've yeah. been to the finals, and they don't take the regular season nearly as seriously as teams like the Cavs do. Sure. But ultimately, for this team to get where it wants to go, Donovan Darius have to figure it out. They did not play well together last year. Fact. But now that you've been through it once, now that's why you've got to get Darius back on the floor. They've had 11 games with the starting lineup together. That's it. 11. So... You could get bribed with probably one of Mobley and Allen, but you have to have Donovan and Darius both on the floor together. That's a lot of Co-sign. that's a lot of ball activity. They're ball dominant players. They're, they're ball. This is a guard. This is a ball dominant guard driven team. Yeah. They play through Donovan and Darius. All right. Do we want to do some super chats? Yeah, we got here some super we... chats. Uh, MBM Mont just said, "Let's go." Charles T has a couple. His first one, he graded the Dorsey high or a B plus. Bill's offense was top five in almost every stat before he was fired. Interten- interceptions and fumbles are on Josh and uh, and Cook. Defense also sucked. Cam and Josh praise him. One is an MVP. Other one is prized to become a top five quarterback. Charles also says, I like the hire because it looks like Stefanski keeps play calling, but with a better quarterback and offense mind and game planning until he's ready to call plays. And he wants us to stop comparing Joe Flacco being out of football for a few months to Watson being out for almost two years when it comes to rust. It uh, was he also what, says it was eleven months versus eighteen months. Yeah, I mean it's substantial. He also but, said, but he only <clears throat> had eight months between last regular season ended and this regular season started. And, and the bottom line is, Flacco played better with much lower expectations. Yes. Our, the reason we were, part of the reason we were more excited about Flacco is because Flacco had no expectations and played well. Sure. Watson had his high expectations. This, we should have high expectations for him. He was a great player in Houston. We want to see him be That's great here. There shouldn't be anything right wrong with that. Right. You're, no, there's not. I still expect him to be great next year. Charles T. also said uh, run 60 slash 40. I think that was in, in uh, relation to the – Run 60 percent. Yeah, no chance. Run 40 percent. He said, would you rather get the ball to Diggs or hand off to Cook Singletary? Uh, but he said, yeah, run 60-40. Kenny Moss said, the first quarter is your prep all week for the game and the third quarter – is your adjustments made at halftime? Those are your coaching quarters. Yeah, that and guy's a clown. lastly, what do you say, Bull? Be nice. I said, that guy's a clown. It's a clown, That's uh, a clown comment. Lastly, no B. Haas says, you guys are missing the mark on position coaches. Kyle Shanahan has an impressive coaching tree. I need to see Stefanski elevate his tree. Great coaches develop good coaches. You, you, just, you, you just don't get a tree. 
Like that ain't a thing. Like, well, he's been in the league four years. Does he have a coach that's left here and done moved to a bigger job? I mean, I mean, I mean, you gotta have to be to say you have a coaching tree. You have to have like major move. Like, there's like there's five coaches that got a coaching tree, five or six. Not even. I don't even know. Like, like, Mike Tomlin doesn't have one. He's been around for twenty years. Bill Belichick. Does Harbaugh have a coaching tree? Was sucked in concrete and was never watered, and died really early. Tiny one though. It's like it, a little sapling. It's a little. It's like a little bush. Like a little little. Coaching like every, bush. Yeah. A bush. Ah. A coaching bush. A coaching bush. Yeah. We're talking Guardians on overtime. And overtime. <laughs> oh. I- Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.